2: Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com.
0: Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in
3: sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mmm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Alright, welcome to the show. Got a quite a bit to talk about here with Game 2, of the NBA Finals, so I got my dad on the line here, so... We're going to take it away right from the top. All right, Bob. So, you know, we were talking about this and the fact that we gave to... There was no way LeBron was actually going to put up that kind of effort again. But the one guy I was expecting to show up today just because of how much of a screw-up he was and knowing that he needed to make up for things was J.R. Smith. The guy who instead of just like owning up to the fact that he's a screw-up and just stating the fact that he's screwed up, he knows he's screwed up, you know what, I'm going to make myself better, he pretended to know that he knew what the score of the game was until modern technology revealed that he obviously had no clue what was going on. So it's, instead of just owning up to it, he came up with that bizarre press conference today where he was talking about the pressure of the moment but that LeBron also has to play with him. I wanted to. I, I wanted LeBron to smack him upside his head. To be honest. Uh, the, 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 the thing I
1: like most about that is the long story. I mean, you saw a guy that did not stop a team. He started in front of cameras like. Uh, uh. i was like, you gotta be kidding me! I mean, the guy. That, he looks like he doesn't even know it's the weekend. God! looks like one of those winos that just roll out of a bar. You know, he he, he starts there and then he starts. He starts after, after, after reviewing the situation, and and, and I mean,
3: you had to think about that. You didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Uh, you're but, that, me. but 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 that but that's the best part of it. it, it literally, he, right before that, George Hill misses the free throw, which again, no one talks about. But George Hill's got to make that free throw. But re- regardless, you know the situation right beforehand. You're you're down you're down one. Basic logic tells you if he makes one free throw. You're tied. Like, it, it it just didn't make any sense. Then, like before George Hill shoots the second free throw, he's asking the sidelines how many timeouts they have, whether they have one timeout or two. And that's what he's focused on before George Hill even takes the second free throw. My personal opinion is, is that the reason why he didn't know what the score was was I don't even think he saw the second free throw miss. He just grabbed the rebound and somehow thought that they had the ball, and he wasn't sure if he could call timeout or not. Which, again, makes no sense if you actually think about it on the face of it because it was the second free throw. So if he missed it, that's the only way you could grab a rebound. That's why Jr. is such an idiot. Green, Dwayne,
1: listen to me. This is not 1973, okay? Stadiums now, you can see the scoreboard from any place you are on the court. In I mean, <laughs> there is no excuse for not knowing the score in a, in a, in a, in a basketball
3: baseball or football stadium I'm it telling you everywhere believe me you, you, you're, not, you're not wrong you're not wrong it's just that I think JR really is that incompetent yeah
1: I'm telling you If all you have to do is look up, look across, look back, the score is there for you. There's no reason that you shouldn't be up on what's going on in the game. You know? And you shouldn't free throws. You're lining up. You have time to look up and see what's going on. You know, this is not like a guy not knowing that they have a timeout or something, or even though you could see that on the board, but yeah, you could get carried away, you know, trying to call a timeout or something, you know. But that that's the other stupid thing. Here he says, you know, you know the, the the worst thing to do is to make a, if, if if you don't know how to lie, to try to make up a lie on the
3: fly. But that, that's says, what I love best about it. Instead of just own if he if he just owned the story, then this story would have died after a day. The fact that he just kept denying it is what played into tonight's game, which is ridiculous because you should be focused on the game too and not on the mistake. Well, he he made that more than it
1: was. It a screw up, you know, like 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 um, uh, forget who it was. Uh, I don't remember who was said. Look, you're not you you you're not the creator of this. Guys have done it before. They got stars than you, Magic Isaiah. Guys have guys have forgot. You know. Now, as I said, that that was a long time ago. Now you know it's less less reason for you to do it because of the way the the, the stadiums have been. But forgetting that, let you made us cooler. Okay. Just say, I screwed up, and it has no life. Yeah. If you know, you say, it, it's on me, I screwed up, I, 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 I blah, 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 boom, that's done, it's done. You know, because the only thing you can do is make it worse, which is what he did. Yeah. Is that it's a painful thing, and you put it where, in the press conference, you know, LeBron is pissed off, he's tired, and you have a guy asking him over and over, uh, oh, the time, know the time. Yeah, no one gets the up or walk up because yeah, you know. And it's a score, but you would think you would own up it, oh yeah, I, I know, but I got it. Hey, unless the rules are changed in basketball. If you if you have the rebound, you can call the timeout. Yeah, exactly. That's something the coach has to do. Exactly. You know, so, so for you to tell me that the reason you dribbled out is because you, yeah, yeah you knew the score, but you thought he was going to call the timeout.
3: What the fuck? Didn't you do it? You <laughs> had the ball. Uh, I, I, there, there were just so many things that didn't make any sense. But going into tonight's game, I was expecting Jr. to actually take an assertive role in the offense and actually look uh, to create some offense.
1: Oh shit! Doing. You know, I wish I knew that I'd,
3: I'd, I'd, I'd take care of little bet and win some money off it. You've you got to be kidding me. Jazz you you're talking about? Jazz, you talking about? Oh, uh, I mean, honestly, you know? though. The, but, but realistically, the Warriors left so many guys wide open game one that I figured if anything in game two, they were still going to have some wide open looks. And they did have wide open looks. And they still couldn't hit a, a shot worth a damn. I mean, the the Cavs were nine twenty-seven from three-point range, and they had wide-open looks. I swear, only about five of those three-pointers were actually contested tonight. To me, the Warriors did not play much defense at all. They just said, "We're just going to try to score as many points as possible." And we're gonna let let, the, let let what happens on the defense happen. We're, we're gonna we're gonna leave some shooters open, and we're just gonna concentrate on making LeBron work and have him kick it out to everybody else. We're not gonna let him uh, beat us by himself. And LeBron had 13 assists because he kept passing the ball, but there were so many wide open looks missed that it kind of negated the Cavs' offense. <laughs>
1: It, 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 a couple guys did a, a, a few teams tonight, but I, you know I just don't see anybody on that team that I can bank on to do something.
3: Well, you know? it, well, Kyle Korver basically is useless in the series because Kyle Korver can't guard anyone on Golden State, so he's basically been nullified because anytime he steps on the court the Warriors just go on an instant run against him by just picking on him uh, defensively. There's no way the Cavs can actually play Kyle Korver, so that takes one shooter out of the mix. Jr. has to actually do something for this offense to go anywhere. George Hill actually showed up tonight, although it's George Hill, so the best George Hill can do is get you 15 points, which is exactly what he did. That's as good as you're going to get from George Hill, but Kevin Love's got to be more efficient. It's like Kevin Love missed a bunch of three-pointers, and he really didn't make anyone pay on the interior when he was switched against a smaller defender. So, to, so in my opinion, Kevin Love also has to take some uh, blame on this one because they needed more out of him. Uh, the Cavs basically needed more out of Tristan Thompson, uh, you know, just to dominate the boards. I mean, Tristan Thompson only had uh, eight boards tonight. That That's not going to work. If the Cavs are going to win these games... Uh, oh, actually, no, I, I, I'm mistaken. I, I I put eight boards, thinking that that was eight. It was actually only five boards. He just had three yeah. offensive boards and two rebounds, uh, two defensive rebounds. Yeah. I, I mean, the Cavs have to crash the boards in order to win, uh, win any games this series. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the,
1: for the Cavs to win, two things gotta happen. Okay, well... LeBron, Le- Le- LeBron, Le- 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 Le LeBron, LeBron can't
3: lead everyone in rebounding except for Kevin Love. Because that, that's what happened tonight. <laughs>
1: yeah, because... Christian doesn't has to be a monster on the board. He has to just, like, you know, own the board. That, that's one. Love has to be the Minnesota love. Which, I don't know if he can do it anymore. You know? well Because he just don't... He
3: misses shots that he would normally not no, Well, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to appreciate this Kevin Love because this is probably the Kevin Love the Knicks are going to trade for next season, most likely, knowing the way the Knicks operate. Because Kevin Love is done. Uh, he is done being a number one option on a team. And
1: then it's time for him to come to New York.
3: Yeah, pretty much. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, 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 he he's ready to come to the Knicks now. Because, he, you know, he doesn't have any ga- any post moves that he likes to use anymore. You know, he doesn't feel comfortable banging in the post. You know, he could do. He never el- did. He- His thing was to just shoot from the way. Yeah. The
1: he- thing is that he never used to miss. You know, he would. You know, you could always bank on Kevin Love to turn the 25 points. And now you can't do that anymore. And if you can't do that, Kevin Love is basically done. Yeah,
3: because, because Ke- he never
1: could play. never defense. Never.
3: Yeah, because I mean, the, the the long and short of it is, is, that Kevin Love had eighteen shots tonight. I mean, if Kevin Love's taking eighteen shots, he's got to get more. To he's got to he's got to hit thirty. He's got to hit thirty. I mean, twenty two points isn't going to cut it. I mean, literally, he got twenty two points, and he still had to take. He still had to get five free throws. It's like that. It, it's just not good enough.
1: Yeah, but 22 points for love in in a game like this against Golden State, that's nothing.
3: Yeah, that's what you I'm know, saying. It's
1: it's... That's what you, you you expect guys like Thompson and them to chip in. You know? You know, but love, yeah, you've got to be in the 30s. You know, you've got to be up there in the 30s. If he's not up I mean, how would you like if if if, if you coming into a game and Steph Curry is going to give you twenty two points? Are you fucking kidding me? You know, they are not going to be surviving with with, with, Tom, with with Curry and Thompson giving you twenty two. Uh, you know, yeah. But well,
3: but but this is my this was is my issue with the Cavs going into the series. I didn't think Cleveland could play any look of defense that could stop Golden State unless Golden State was on cruise control an entire game, which was what happened game one. The Warriors were so overconfident that they let Cleveland hang around that game for way too long, and then it became a game down the stretch. And then if it's a game down the stretch, LeBron could steal it for you, except for the fact that even then, his own teammates cost him the game, Along with the referees, because let's not get into that charge or not charge call, because if it's a charge, you can't overturn it by saying uh, it's an, it's a blocking call when you can't definitively make a decision one way or the other between two referees and you still need the replay to overturn that one. That one was BS, but, you know, be that as it may, the Cavs still should have won that game and still blew the uh, blew the game. So as soon as that happened... I knew this game was going to be a wrap from the start because LeBron can't put in two fifty-point games in a row. The the
1: the 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 thing about that game, you know, and Cleveland's going to talk about the 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 call, and you know, look, let me tell you, I was kind of on the fence about that call because I kind of thought LeBron was
3: moving. He he was he was moving, but as soon as you call that a charge. You can't go to instant replay and then overturn it, saying it's indisputable yeah, that it was. That was my yeah, issue with it. It's like that's one of those where it's like, you know what? It's inconclusive because I can make a case either for the charge or for the block. But you can't. You can't over. There's nothing like if you told me that was a block and then you wanted to ch- uh, try to change it to a charge. Okay, I- I'm I'm good with reviewing it, except for the fact that. Guess what? I can't definitively say one way or the other. So to me, the call on the court has to stand. Now, the fact that we the fact that we had two referees making two different calls, and then we're using replay to decide between the two referees, that's another issue entirely. Because I think that's what happened.
1: Well, the the, the problem was the the reason why I thought the court should stand, okay, is that. The referee that called the charge is the referee that was closest to the plate. Yes. That, 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 that's the reason. Like I told you, with me, I was on the fence. I kind of thought LeBron was moving. I I would have called it a blocking you know, because I thought he was moving. He didn't. It wasn't uh, the classic stand-up and take it in a chest. He was more to the side. I thought he was moving. So I would have called a a, a a block. You know. But the problem is that the referee that was right under the basket called it a charge. The referee that was young almost at midcourt called it a block. The thing about it is that I don't understand why and I've never seen that happen before. And, you know, I I I I was on the bronze side of being pissed off because I've never seen him do that before. I've watched so many basketball games and and I you know never see him ever do that and go and especially at that point of the game I, I to me, to me, yeah, you, you, don't do that. Uh, you, you don't do that. You don't do that. You live with the call. You live with the call. You don't go to in replay and then overturn that call. That, that's like, you know, you know, I, I mean, you, you at, at the rate you go in there, you would better off just waving off the call and, and give a jump off. I, you know, I, I can't see you. I can't see you giving advantage to one team like, like that to give them two free throws, uh, overturning that court. because and, and you can make a case either way, you know. But the fact that the, the ref closes to the game, to the play, all in a charge, you know. And uh, that's where, where it was put on. But I've never seen them do that before in, in basketball. Never. You know, so, you know, I, I mean, but, I, I, you know, Cleveland still had the game.
3: That's the problem. They still yeah. had the game. Yeah, No. That, that's why I, 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 even with the screw-ups by the – by the referees, I, I I still put that on Cleveland as a team. They, like they they can't have that, and that's why LeBron was so pissed off was and because I of the fact it. that he knew they blew their only chance of winning this series, yeah. which they, they had won. no chance. They really, realistically, they had okay. a they had a one percent chance, and that one percent chance was somebody on the Warriors getting hurt, one. and they won Game One. So Klay Thompson Go got game hurt. One. Yeah, Go
1: Go team Go team Game One. one. But it
3: is out in the mine of Golden State, and have someone get hurt, and and that that's that's literally what happened. It's like you had Klay Thompson hurt, and you could have won Game One. That was your only shot. Yeah, that that was
1: that was the thing. I I thought you know you you know you don't want a better opportunity to win a Game One than than that because you 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 had the free throw. Could have made a free throw and, and 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 you know basically put it away. Then after the free throw, you get. I mean, you gotta be watching the clock. You get that rebound. You you know you, you know what pisses me off? with here. I remember him playing for the Knicks, and he did. He did just the opposite of that. He had more time. And instead of playing the ball out and looking for a better shot, calling it a timeout, he just put the ball right back up. Yeah. You know, right back up and missed a freaking w- w- shot. W- w- wasn't that the you game know?
3: against Pacers? I,
1: you know, I can't remember, but I, I, yeah, I, 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 I can't remember the team. That's the first thing I thought about. For some
3: reason, reason I think that came up in a playoff series against the Pacers. I I, I can't remember, but he did that. And
1: the reason it pissed me off is because, like, I I told him, I said, you know, I I said, um, I was was talking to Norwich, and I told him, I I said, you know, the amazing thing about that is now is time that he's supposed to to the the put the ball back up or call an instant time out. He didn't need that to do. You know, and it's because he thought and and Lord alone knows what the fuck he could have been thinking about. But he taught he actually thought they were leading. If you watch him, yeah he thought they were leading.
3: Yeah. It's just uh, it's just a special kind, but I mean, Jr. J. literally was again the Invisible Man because he missed a couple of shots early, and then he went into pout mode and didn't do anything else the rest of the game. I, I you know, it uh, to me, if I'm LeBron, I'm demanding Tyron Lue just bench Jr. and just put in uh, and then put in Clarkson. I, I mean, anyone at this point would be better than Jr. not doing anything because. JR, like, at least, like, the calling card would be okay, JR would, you know, be a streaky shooter, but at least put in some effort on the defensive end and make life hard for people. He ain't doing that. I mean, Steph went off. Clay went off. Anyone that was on JR was shooting the ball well tonight. So to me, if he ain't shooting and he ain't playing defense, what is he out there for? You might as well play Clarkson because, at least with Clarkson, you're going to get some athletic explosiveness to get to the hoop. Because right now the Cavs don't have anything going on in the backcourt uh, because George Hill is too limited offensively. That's why he's always reaching in for fouls because he can't stay in front of these guys. He's not, he's just not quick enough. So he's he's getting exposed. JR's not stopping anyone. So, you know, what are we doing here? I, I mean, to me, like, the Cavs don't really have much of a choice in the matter. They're going to lose this series anyway. But, you know, at least to give yourself a chance, like, Put in your most athletic players and just let them work in the backcourt. Because right now it's like Rodney Hood's buried at the end of the bench, which, you know, I get it because you don't trust the guy. But at, at some point, you're going to need somebody to shoot the basketball. And technically, he's supposed to be one of your best three-point shooters. Uh, you know, I know I know he had the issues uh, 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 during the Toronto series, but, you know, enough's enough. It's like the guy's got to start playing again.
1: Yeah, I, know. Um, I, I, I I I tell you what. The better rules g- game three home, I guess it's just a four game sweep. The better rules game
3: three. Well, I always I always said that game three would be their best shot at winning the series because the Warriors were coming way too overconfident. But after the way game one went down and the Warriors realized how much they escaped, I think they're just gonna put. I think they're just gonna like put the foot on the throat and just take him out in game three and, and take him out early. Yeah,
1: I, and, and let me tell you something. I, I I gotta see. I gotta see LeBron in game three because I watched LeBron in that press conference after, and it looked like a guy who kind of is resigned that you know I, I I don't know what else I can do. I mean. If you play as good as he plays, you know, I mean, that is about one of the best performers that I've seen from a guy who. It's like, you know, if they, you know, you always say this, hey, hey, we need you tonight, big guy. We need you tonight. You know, you always hear that though. We need the big guy tonight. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, we needed the big guy. And he showed up. And there's everything. It's not like it's not like LeBron just played offense. He played defense. He was rebounding the ball. He was, I mean, he was, he was beaten Golden State by himself, you know. And they found a way to screw that up. And I think he's just like, you know, and like Steven Smith was saying that after what he did in the in the the Indiana, and the Cleveland, and, and the Toronto series, he could basically say, you know, I, I've,
3: I've I've done my
1: best, but yeah, you know, well, you, uh, well,
3: you know. The, well, the thing was, I wasn't sure how much he had left in the tank after Game Seven against Boston, because to me, right, he he didn't play that well in, in against Boston in Game Seven, but I think it was because of how tired he was. The fact that he was able to summon up that much energy for game one against the Warriors, to me, what? I was like, oh, wow, he's going for it tonight. I thought he was going to try to do it in game two, but he went for it uh, in game one. So when they didn't come out with that W, I'm like, well, o- it's going to go 0-2 now because there, there, there was no uh, chance I saw him doing anything close to uh, his game one performance because how could he? At this point, it's like he he can't gin it up for every single game in a series anymore. There's a, he, I do
1: I, I kind of I tell you, I watch the press conference. I watch his face. I, I look at the way he was talking, and and you watch that thing with me, JR, the J R the embrace, the captain, you you know you you know doing you know, and, you know, from you saw in the in, and, and I knew that overtime that he was going to be, he was going to do nothing because he's dead in that overtime. And I have a feeling that when, when that game was over and I saw him in that first conference, I thought, I said, the series is over. I kind of picked them to go at four after that because that was.
3: I'm watching the highlights of the game again. I forgot about that, but like the the fact, that it, like the other thing that to me, I felt took J.R. Uh, out of the game was the fact that like right off the bat, the Golden State fans just started cheering MVP at Jr. To me, I, I feel that threw him off his game completely because it just started getting him thinking about the play again. Yeah, well, that
1: that's that's his own making because if he had just owned up to the play and say I, I messed up, it you know wouldn't I mean? have been that much of a story. Yeah. But the fact that that he had to say that, Oh, I I know, I knew, I knew, I knew well, that's what it was, I thought we're gonna call time out. And and hey, this is two thousand eighteen. Television picks up your mouth and everything, anybody can read your lips. I mean you can't be that stupid anymore. You know. Everybody's
3: in here. Uh, Tell LeBron, I thought he was up. <laughs> yes, sir. That's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, anyway, oh, and, 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 and you and you missed out on the the the, the Mets have uh, assumed the usual position of dramatic free fall in uh, in June now. So uh, you've you, you've come back uh, stateside just in time.
1: You mean they're not lighting it up? <laughs> the Mets are not lighting it up.
3: They're, 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 they're just under 500 now. Oh, I, I don't understand. I don't understand
1: why. You know? They, they jumped off to that spot, and everybody's going about how they're tearing it up and they, the Yankees weren't doing so good and da-da-da-da. You know, like I I always say with people, I don't understand why people call radio stations and, and, yeah, writers have to write. You know, sports guys on the radio got to talk. But you as a fan, it's April. Take it easy. You know.
3: I mean, and li- I know, to, like to the me, literally, the se- the season just got really started, in my opinion. Because I always say this: like, it takes until about the middle of June before the baseball season starts. Because I need to see who actually, uh, like, learned anything, like, th- like while they're getting jailed together, like, like which pitching staffs are working with their hitters. It's like there are a whole bunch of things like you got to suss out like what certain uh, players are doing and uh, integrating with their team. My thing is, is that, you know, a lot of teams can start off hot, but it's continuing it through the grind of the season. It's like, is your defense going to hold up? Is your pitching going to hold up? Is your hitting going to hold up? It's like those things usually travel. So it's like if the hitting goes down, usually your pitching and your defense should be able to pick yourself up when you're not hitting well. It's like, that's what good teams do. It's like, you're not, all three phases aren't going to always be working at the exact same time. But at least, yeah, if you get two out of three, you you avoid the five game losing streaks that derail teams. You know, it's right. like, those five or more losing streaks are death nails for teams. Uh, it's like, that's usually what starts separating the playoff teams for uh, the, uh, the pretenders. Uh,
1: let me tell you me and baseball I always say, let's see what happens after the All Star. I have if I was getting paid every time a team was in first place at the All Star Break and didn't make the playoffs, you know, I could be a rich man.
3: Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Strau have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. You
1: know, I mean, that second half, it's, 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 it's a grind. When you start going through all this and stuff, that's a grind. Yeah, but, you know, that, but trade, to me... Plus teams make trades... Uh, 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 at, at, at the deadline and, and do it because you've got to look at your team. And you got to make up your mind if, you know, we still in this, you know, we can do this and, and make a run here and blah, 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 you know. You but, know.
3: but that's that's why I became uh, – I, I, I started believing in the Yankees last year because, to me, I fully expected the Yankees not to make the playoffs last year as soon as Judge went cold. Because we talked about this. like We expected the Judge to eventually start going cold. And whether people want to attribute it to the home run derby. Like just hitting the wall for a second half. Like his first full year. you know, There were a number of factors uh, in, at play. But like Judge was always due to have that regression in the second half of the season. The Yankees as a team still didn't fall off. Because they were getting contrib- contributions from the pitching staff. The bullpen was playing lights out the defense was on point. It's like there were different ways the Yankees still uh, held on in that second half of the year. And then the the reason why you knew the Astros were serious is that even with them not playing as well as they did in the first half of the year, the Astros were still winning series. You know, it's just like more often than not, it's like what tells you some teams are not for real is I can tell you that uh, the Dodgers were taking on water last year. They got, it, they got it back in time in the middle of the postseason, which doesn't always happen for teams. But the Dodgers were were sliding back in the second half. So, to me, with the people saying that the Dodgers struggled in the first half of the year is a surprise, I, I, I'm not sure what they were looking at in the second half of the season last year because the Dodgers were struggling in the second half of the season last year. It was just the fact that they were so hot to start the season, that's why... It looked like it was a foregone conclusion that they were making the playoffs. The, the
1: reason they made it is how terrible the division was. <laughs> that's, that's what helped them crawl back into it. You know? So, you know. But, hey, as a matter of fact, the thing that picked me off last year, Jackie, I would have never made that funny great trade because you tell me what it is he did for putting pertaining to us winning. And getting
3: into getting into the playoffs last year, if we hadn't made that trade, we have been we have done just as we you know just as well. It, it, uh, and I thought they should have been held off and and well, go with what they had. Well, the 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 the, the issue, and believe me, you 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 know how I feel about Sonny Gray. I'm not a I'm not a Sonny Gray no, fan. Hey, uh, to me, hey. Sonny Son, Sonny Sonny Gray, you could interchange him with just about any number three star in the league. And you'll get just about the same exact results. It's just that on the radar gun, Sonny Gray will throw ninety-five miles per hour. To me, that it's uh, like he's got a fastball and that's about it, because none of his results, he can't put together a complete game to actually utilize his his natural abilities. But uh, but, but my but, but my stance is that, you know, the only thing the Yankees gave up in that trade were some nice prospects and Dustin Fowler, who was already injured. Now he's playing well for the A's this year, but the problem is Dustin Fowler would have had no role on the Yankees because he wouldn't even been able to, to crack, the, uh, crack the starting lineup because it, again so many guys are hitting well for the Yankees. Who like Brandon Jury still in the minors tearing it up and he can't get a role back on the team because Tor, uh, Torres and uh, Andujar are. I mean seriously, like what are you gonna do? Uh, the amount the 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 amount of guys who are hitting for the Yankees right now, there's no way you're breaking up that lineup. So to me, the only thing is is that the Yankees have a ton of prospects right now, and they can make moves again this year, because the the only thing worse you can do with a prospect is leave them in AAA too long, knowing that there's no way they're gonna get called up. It's it, it's it's a, it's a catch-22. Is like the Yankees have too much going on in terms of prospects. And there are not enough quality arms in my opinion to justify the expense. I like it I would almost like to see the Yankees make a move to get a, a top tier pitcher. The problem is, is that with that second wildcard spot, there are not enough teams uh that are bad enough to fall out of the race yet that they're gonna give you a number one starter and the teams that are already out of it, they, they ain't they don't have anyone that are worth trading top prospects for. So it's like there's 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 too much separation in MLB right now, where the top tier teams already have the players in place, and the bottom tier teams don't have anything that you really want outside of a couple of pieces here and there. But those are hitters, not necessarily pitchers.
1: Mm. we'll uh, see, but I, the, the, we
3: definitely the one to handle it, we definitely has to get. have to get another starter. Oh yeah, no, that yeah. That, that goes without saying. The the problem yeah. for the Yankees is the fact that there aren't that many sellers that actually have good stuff, it, it, so yeah, it's I like know. so it, it, it's like you're you're gonna be paying out the nose uh, for a, a pitcher, but it's like it it's a it's a tough. Uh, it's a tough market, in my opinion, because uh, I, I don't really see a whole lot of value coming uh, coming down the pike, no. and, and it's like y- you're almost in a position where you're gonna give up too much for a guy who might be a number two starter, which is what the Yankees have. They have a bunch of guys that are at best number two starters and no number one starter. Yeah, be- because uh-huh. uh, because my, my my issue with Severino is the fact that. Even though he has the stuff to be a number one, he still has to put together a full season to actually justify that tagline of being a number one starter. It's like he has all the makings, but you still have to put together that full season of do, doing everything possible. And he did. He 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 was he was very close last year, but in order to be that number one staff ace, you have to like build upon that, and he hasn't done that quite yet. So. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes.
1: I I keep saying that, you know, I still haven't seen the guy on the Yankees where you got a game to win, and you stick the ball in and say, "Go get it!" I don't have that. I don't have that player. I still haven't that player on the Yankees. Still, will see. I don't. I don't have it.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, the closest so, thing is Severino, but he's not a lock. That's the problem.
1: No, no, he's not. He's still not. The old Sabatia, yeah. You know. But, no. You know, we, we, we don't have that. Uh, he's not out there for us either. You know, because you know in trouble when the guy, they saying that's going to be
3: the... But the, uh, the guy everybody's going to bring out is Cole Hamels. Yeah, <laughs> but that, but that's what I'm saying, Kelly. It's like literally, if you were saying like a, a list of guys, Cole Hamels is actually at the top of the list because there were so few guys yeah. available. That's what we're <laughs> left with. I
1: was laughing. I'm laughing. I'm looking for a starter. And they're telling me Cole, Hamels, Cole, Cole Hamels. A guy that was out of the league a couple of years ago, you know. So I, you, know, I, you know, and and you know with the Yankees. Sort of the Yankees want somebody. Everybody got their aliens out there. Yeah. Of all who they want for it, you know. The only, the only, the only thing with Kouzmanoff is that's gonna stop them from asking for. A lot of
3: big players, is that Cole Hamels gets a lot of money. Yeah. So, well, well, that, well, that's the tricky part. Is that the reason why I, I, I don't see the Cole Hamels thing happening is because technically Cole Hamels would push them over the luxury tax, which they said yeah. they don't want to go over. So if they're 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 holding firm on that. And I don't see see my thing was if they were serious about holding on to that luxury tax thing, then you can't trade for Hamels because my thing is. If, if, you, if, you, if you if the luxury tax wasn't going to be an issue, then they would have gone after Arietta. My thing was Arietta would have been the guy to have made sense to bolster that rotation and be the number one because he's got that mentality of being the bulldog and wants the ball. That's my thing. so when they so when they opted to not go after a guy like Arietta, that's what told me it's like okay, they're going a different direction. So it was like the the focus was on Otani, and when Otani didn't work out, that's when they they transitioned and said, "Let's just make our lineup the most uh, lethal that we can be, and add in Stanton." That, that that's that's where the thought process became. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, well, we'll see, but we definitely need another starter. Yeah, you know, uh, even. Even if we go, uh, go all the way this year, we still going to have to look for another title last next year because we are very exposed at the picture. We don't have... I mean, you went into the Astros in the big in in championship again. The four starters that they control, if we can't match it, we're not a hit our way out of that. You know? So... You yeah, know
3: that—that's the problem I have. We can't match up the people starting pitching with the starting pitching that we have. Yeah. That's our problem. I mean, and yeah. and the the one thing I would say uh, with that is because people are going to point to the Garrett Cole trade, and my thing is, to me, there's no chance Garrett Cole comes even remotely close to replicating the numbers he has in Houston up in the Bronx. Uh, I mean to to be perfectly honest, I don't know. It's like I don't know who their pitch, uh, it, it, what their pitching coach is actually doing. But that guy's going to be a manager at, on some team in a very near future because he's doing he's doing some things that I, I'm just shaking my head at because like there's no chance. If you told me a year ago that rotation was going to be the number one rotation in baseball, I would have laughed. I I absolutely would have laughed. Because, uh, uh, because, uh, because, uh, especially when you—if you would have told me that Lance McCullers would have been the number five starter on that rotation.
1: Uh, and, 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 and,
3: yeah. So uh, yeah. So I'll let you go, Kelly, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll catch yeah. up tomorrow because uh, we we got yeah. we got the hockey coming back tomorrow. All right. So just to kind of wrap up uh, the thoughts on uh, game two tonight. I mean, Steph Curry. Put up some—I <laughs> don't even want to say it. It's like it was the equivalent of video game shots tonight of some of the three pointers he hit as he went on to break the NBA Finals record with nine made three pointers. Uh, it was the stuff of video game legend uh, what he was putting on tonight. But uh, you know, overall, not surprised by the performance of the Cavs. Just because I thought there was no chance LeBron could even come close to what he did in Game One. But uh, you know the discouraging thing from the Cavs standpoint is that none of his teammates really picked him up. Uh, Kevin Love's got to play better than that. Uh, He even uh, acknowledged, uh, at least from the the, uh, closed captioning I'm reading, uh, he's even acknowledging that uh, he needs to play better. Uh, But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the Warriors are going to win this series. It's just a matter of how many games it's going to take. You know, maybe the Cavs show up in game three and give a little bit more of an effort from the bench, uh, just cause they're just, they're going to need to score more points to at least get into their half court defense. I mean, tonight they weren't scoring nearly enough and the Warriors were able to get free shots. I mean, if that's going to happen, uh, this series is going to be over pretty quickly. So, uh, we'll see how game three goes. Uh, I'll be back on tomorrow just to do a preview and, uh, coverage of the, uh, Stanley Cup Finals, uh, just because, and I'm calling it finals because calling it final is just just doesn't come off cleanly. I don't know what what it is about it, but uh, uh, you know the Caps are up two to one. Uh, Ovechkin's been playing out of his mind, which is why I thought the Caps would win this series to begin with. Uh, but uh, we're gonna see what Vegas made here, is made of here because it's the first time they've lost two games in a row in the playoffs. So we're gonna see. Uh, a bit of a desperation edge to the team. So I want to say that uh, the biggest thing that uh, Vegas can do is just do a little bit more on the forward check and get a little bit more aggressive in terms of the offensive zone and their defensemen pitching in. Uh, That could lead to some more breaks uh, and odd man rushes on the Capitals' end. But, uh, you know, it should be interesting to see. But uh, I I do think Vegas is going to need to make a couple of tweaks just because the offense has not been there the last few games. So they're going to need to get it jump-started somehow. So I I think pinching the defenseman is probably going to be something that they do a little bit more of in Game 4. So uh, that's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, Thank you for listening in and uh, stay tuned. As this has been another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Good night, everyone.
2: It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss.